Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, built upon the love of the beautiful game. There it is, the first international week wrapping up. Some teams, probably a good idea to take a little break, rekindle your thoughts. Others in their stride, but you know, most of them don't look like they're going to change. It's been a hell of a game week, hell of a game week for people in fantasy as well. We're going to cover it all. Let's do it. It is the Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, as always, built upon the love of the beautiful game. Joined in the studio, as usual, by my two co-hosts. Joining us from Wellington, New Zealand, Jesh McDonald. How are you today, mate? G'day, boys. Lovely to have you along. And Dylan Fennel, as always. Hello, hello. I'm a bit lost. No games this weekend. I know. It is that time of the year where, obviously, you just start to build up a little hit of steam and your passion for football. Here it is. Champions League's not too far away. And then, all of a sudden, they decide to have an international break. So... Away we go. For some teams, it's better than others. Um, just to start off today, I think it's actually kind of appropriate being that there is a little bit of a gap. We take a little bit of a deeper dive into the fixtures themselves, what happened. Um, I'm going to just browse, sorry, breeze over the first one with the 1-1 Southampton uh, Man United. Uh, tough. Let's not breeze over it, mate. I know you'd like to as a United supporter, so. but, mate, that is seriously... Disappointing. Some strike from um, Dan James. Absolute quality strike, actually. Anyone that's played football will know how tough that is yeah. um, to strike it that way and put it in the top corner. Um, but, man, seriously, did you see how many times Pogba gave the ball away in that first half? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's, uh, they're a little bit in sixes and sevens with each other. I was talking about this last week and the week before, and I feel like the week before as well. They're just not playing as a team. You know what I mean? They're like, Southampton go down to 10 men. They can't capitalise on it. There are multiple chances for teams to square up their teammates and bury goals. And they just, they're just not in a rhythm. You know what I mean? They're just not actually playing for each other. They're not playing for the shirt. They're not playing for anything other than themselves. And quite frankly, a couple of them don't even look like they want to be there. I'm happy they yeah, got rid of it. It's a bit worrying when you've got um, your best player who's only played four games for the club, you know? Yeah. Um, he's scored, what? three goals in four games and he's only seven goals off Rashford's highest league tally and yeah. eight off, off Martial. So he could be the hard carry for the season for United, surprisingly. But, um, you know, people are loving him. They're transferring him in. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he's hoping he will will continue to, to be a bit of a talisman for United if the other, if the other players aren't um, stepping up. I think it's his desire is yeah. kind of the most exciting thing. Like, he's, and you see how much it means to him when he does score. Like, there's there's just so much desire for him to want to do well. Whereas some of those other guys that have been there for a little while, it just feels like they know they're going to be on the team sheet, mm. uh, and there's just not that. I think Gary Neville put it really well, and he's like, Solskjaer is clearing out the dead wood. Stoked we got rid of Lukaku. Stoked Sanchez has gone at least on loan to either refresh himself or you know, totally justify selling him for for pittance next year. But, you know, these players that think they're bigger than the club and and they genuinely act like they do. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'm hesitant to put people like Pogba in that basket just yet because 
all reports say he's actually wonderful to have around the club. He was really committed to the club. He obviously came back, so it wasn't for only money when he had options elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just who really... are you talking about then? Who's bigger than the club? Uh, specifically Lukaku, probably acting like he is. Um, I'm actually watching Rashford a little bit and going, I'm liking the arrogance he's come in with at the beginning of the season. I think that's really good. But I think he's also stopped playing for the team, which is what made him so effective when he was breaking into the scene. I think you've got to earn that. Yeah. I, I don't think, he, uh, okay, he's promising, but Jesse Lingard's 26 or 27 now, and he's been promising forever. Yeah. The reality is he's shit. Yeah. He's an average <laughs> Premier League player, but there's all this talk for ages, oh, promising, promising. Man, he's he's he should be in his peak years. Yeah. You look at his stats, he's horrendous. Yeah. He's technically very gifted and so very well trained, people. but he just doesn't turn up on the day. I agree. Stats are awful. How many um, seasons in the Premier League do you have to, to be in before you stop being promising? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I think he made his debut when he was 17. You he's know a, what I mean? he's a cat, nine years. lives, this bloke. Yeah. He'll be 30 and be promising. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's big 30 and still look 18 as well, probably. But, um, yeah, no, it's tough times. And, and honestly, my and we touched on the fantasy a little bit later, my team is built around United. It's been punished the last two or three weeks. Um, and, you know, it's getting to that point, and there's, there's been this point in the last three or four seasons as a United fan, where you just go, like, I can't be bothered getting up and watching the game anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not even endeavouring to play for each other. Like, if they were playing crap, nobody was able to do anything, we were losing, but they were playing for each other, at least as a fan, you can get up and kind of get behind that and support it. And I think... I can't even um, do that anymore, man. You know, with, without being... I guess without hammering United, I think the fans have got to sit tight with this. Like, they've chosen to back... Solshire. Yeah, yeah. So the, the club's going to do it by the look of it. Um, and I think the fans need to back him as well. It's going to take time. I think um, they do, to be honest. I, I hope they for do. For the most part. I think it's more, um, they need to get they need to get rid of Ed Woodward. Oh, 100%. That guy, you know, would go to sell fucking somebody to somebody and end up buying someone just because he'd get talked into it. You know, it's, the, Harry Maguire is the prime example. He went to Leicester at the beginning of, uh, even before the end of last season and went, what do you want for Harry Maguire? They were like 80 million. Then literally the season's about to start. What do they get Harry Maguire for? 80 million. Great negotiation, Ed. Like, well done. <laughs> there seems to be a bit of belief, though, from, from these other teams that they can do a job. Um, you know, in Southampton at St. Mary's, they really sort of started to put the pressure on and show up and just have that belief. And it's probably a nice segue into the Chelsea-Sheffield game as well. Um, you know, 2-2, Chelsea were two up at, at halftime. That's when I went to bed, mm. um, thinking this was in the bag. Um, and, and then the Blades turn up with a bit of belief in the second half and just thinking that they can come to the bridge and just get a, get a result and do it. Mm. Um, just goes to show that it's, you know, it's the Premier League, it's, it's anyone's game, but those sort of, um, those big clubs are, are up for grabs now. So Most um, exciting league in the world, really. I mean, with, with Chelsea, though, mate, like Abraham... He got two. Jorginho's getting, and I mean, we've spoken about Jorginho in depth in different episodes, but Jorginho getting a heap of praise from Lampard as well. Yeah, he's really underrated. I mean, it's we've said this before. It's a green team, you know. They've, they've got a new manager, the best player left. They've got a transfer ban. They're like a broken record, but it's a bit of a, a what I'd call a, a free hit season for them. You know, they've got a, a bit of a chance to do something, but they've got to gel, you know. Mm. Tammy's 21, Pulisic is 20, 
Um, Mason Mount's 20. Um, Christmas is 23. Tamori is 21. You know, so you've got this real green team, but you've got this um, this desire to bring the youth in. And I think it's a you've got fans on on both sides. Uh, you know, Chelsea and United both who want to do well, but also say that they're willing to bring youth into the team. So if you bring youth into the team, these are the kind of results that you're probably going to get until you build that experience because they they didn't close out a two goal lead. And if you don't have that, at that home experience, as well, then, you know, then that shows. And even Lampard, you know, a bit of an experience showing, um, brought on, um, what's his name, Billy, uh, an 18-year-old kid, um, and then we couldn't see another goal. Not that it was his fault, but, you know, you didn't hang on a player to close the game out. You brought a player on to give him some experience. Yeah, I kind of stand by what I said in game week one. I do think Chelsea are going to get stronger as the year goes on, but this is going to be kind of how their season goes in my opinion with having that um that i suppose inexperience they're not i guess they're vulnerable and much like united teams are going to have a go at them because of that vulnerability i think they will score goals but uh, man that that defense needs some work big time yeah it's yeah outrageous. it's outrageous they lost 4-0 to united because they're looking like far more of a team than united have ever since that game do you know what i mean and we've all talked about the score not reflecting it but it's it's really exciting times for Chelsea Pulisic, man, young player. Watch the doco on him. He looks like an absolute signing and a half. Loyal as hell. Happy to be away from home from America. Just yeah, they call him Captain America. They love him in the states. Yeah, um, the, love him. the the fantasy Premier League players. Are, you know, Abraham's a top a transferred player in. You know, three hundred thousand people have bought him. His price has gone up. They've also brought on Mason Mount. As well, you know, so people are uh, buying Chelsea players with a bit of faith. Dan James is the second highest transferred player in, and so people are liking him as well. So on the other end, though, you've got um, Rashford, top player transferred out. Bumbasaka, I guess he's injured. And Martial um, in the top five. Um, So Hard to see light at the end of the tunnel for those ones. I mean, on the other end of the scale, uh, you know, Leicester... 3-1 3-1 against Bournemouth. City, 4-0 against Brighton. I mean, we can touch on both of those. Leicester, did you see Jamie Vardy's first finish? Yeah, quality. Oh, Jamie Vardy. He is just one hell of a weapon, eh? And Leicester, you know, albeit, call it a fluke, a well-oiled, um, you know, coincidence, them winning the title. They're just a well-run club now. I really like their owner. Really sad that his, the actual owner passed away. Was it last season? Um, a freak yeah, helicopter accident. He, in, in a chopper. In a, in a chopper. At the stadium, that's just rough, eh? Yeah. As bad as that is, obviously bad for, for the club, the families, etc. but I feel like that's actually brought those involved with the club closer together, yeah. and it's actually yeah. really made them a tight unit there now. Um, so, you know, out of something uh, horrendous, I, I feel like something good kind of has come of that. Um, they're exciting. They are exciting, and I Yeah, I mean, they won the league, you know, a couple of seasons ago, and they're probably aiming for top four. Um you know, but we we will just always discount them. But they're always an underdog, even though they've won the league uh, more recently than some of our teams have. And um, Vardy, yeah. sixteen points. He's the the top player uh, for the previous game week, um, and he'll probably be in that dream team for a bit. So keep an eye on him. Mm. And City, I mean, it's you know enough to say everyone's been talking about Sterling for the last few weeks, and then they go and win four 0 albeit against Brighton, but Sterling doesn't even contribute in any meaningful way, you know. That's just the depth of that squad is absolutely mind-blowing. Imagine going to the Etihad and conceding in like two minutes. 
that's just you what, can't do that. What do you do though? I just yeah, you, know. you probably sell Glenn Murray for a start. Hey, Don. Oh, we'll see, mate. Uh, yeah. You say cheap little no- number up front. He'll start scoring. Yeah, I, I just so he didn't to... even play, did he? Or did he? He came on a couple of minutes, mate. Minutes, He's just jogging me up one point a week at the moment. So <laughs> consistent. Tell him. I do. I do just want to touch on kind of the little maestro, Man City and David Silva. Last week we didn't really touch too much on their win over Bournemouth, but David Silva against the central midfield, which was you know their units in the central midfield of, Bright, of uh, Bournemouth, and they, against Brighton, he's just untouchable, man. They're really going to miss him, you know. Apparently he's he's retiring at the end of this year, or at least at the very least leaving City at the expiry of his contract. What do they do to fill yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, everyone thought he was crazy for shaving his head. Yeah. Um, probably the guy who looks <laughs> the worst with a shaved head. But um, the he was looks like you with a shaved head. To be honest, if you don't know what she looks like, have a look at David Silver uh, <laughs> with a shaved head. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a my. He's got he's um seven point four mil in fantasy. He's owned by seven percent of people. Um, it's just hard to say with the team so stacked as Man City, who's going to get the minutes. Mm. Um, and and if you got your your top goal scorer, um, you know, um, Sterling not showing up and you're still scoring four. You know, um, well, Aguero just continually, um, banging banging goals. You just know he's going to get twenty a season, don't you? Like you can just you can chalk that up at the start of the year and just know it's going to happen. He doesn't even he's need to play twenty games to get twenty goals. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just a, he's yeah, untouchable. I think he scored like four in the last five games or something like that. So yeah, he's. I think I saw. I think I saw the other day since Guardiola took over, Aguero's played one hundred and thirty games, roughly that, for one hundred and one goals. Yeah. In the Premier League, that's insane. You know, you could expect to get those kind of numbers in Spain or in Italy or something, but to do that in the English Premier League is like... And he's had some injuries and stuff in there too, so, you know, he hasn't always had a consistent run of games. Yeah. He just comes back in and scores. Yeah, it's just outrageous. I mean, kind of moving down the fixture list, 1-1, Watford, Newcastle. This fixture we talked a lot about last week, uh, Norwich versus West Ham, obviously Norwich going um, to the Olympic Stadium. And... We kind of, well, I did. I backed Pookie to kind of come through in Norwich with their attacking style of football to, to turn up. But West Ham looking like they're becoming a bit of a team. Do you know what I mean? We talked about their kind of problems with Arnautovic at the beginning of the season. They obviously cleared out that dead wood. It was a bit of a player's strike to get him off the books. Um, and Hello, who you guys talked about as the man to step up. Come was it you or was it Jess there? Actually? Both. Oh, I, I saw this coming. I saw this coming last week, guys. I yeah. said it was make or break time for West Ham and. It'll be interesting to see what a promoted team could do against West Ham, who, who've mm. reinforced and they look like a real solid team. Um, you know, and they they really showed up. Um, I, I I sold Heller and, and got Felipe Anderson, and he didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, but he's hoping he's my diff um, for the next um, coming run of fixtures. So hopefully he's going to bang me some some points. I suppose with you, do Dorino, Liverpool continue their kind of canter along what is it 13 consecutive wins in a row now and they're that's a, a not a premier league record but a record for them how are you feeling mate good signs obviously going into the first break uh four out of four three nil at burnley um where which is a ground that we've struggled at mm. um so yeah to, to kind of go in there and leave with three hard nil place to go it right. is it is and it was relatively easy mm. um burnley kind of 
you know, they, they play a direct style. Um, Van Dyke just mopped up the long balls and then they kind of tried to target um, Matip and, and he did the same. A couple, so. couple of flashpoints in that game. Obviously, Mane coming off, uh, having a little bit of a go at Salah for yep. not squaring the ball to him. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, I've always noticed in the last couple of seasons, Liverpool have obviously been climbing and you want that kind of intensity, that desire to be on the ball, that desire to share it. Even when they nearly got to the title that time when old Stevie G slipped, it seemed like Sturridge, Suarez were just constantly arguing about who should get the ball and they kind of got that same intensity now. Is that a negative thing? You think that's going to trip them I think it's desire. Um, I think it comes down a lot to character Um, and I suppose anyone out there that plays football will know, you know, in the heat of the moment you can sort of lose your shit a little bit but as long as you can get back into the rooms and suck it up and and your mates again, it doesn't matter. Um, And I think the desire for those players, A, to personally do well but B, to win is so great that, um, you know, that, that passion can spill out sometimes. Um, mm, but by all reports, at, it's all good between them. Yeah. Yeah, at what cost? I mean, it was 2-0. It was only two. The game wasn't put to bed yet, and, and Salah was starting to get greedy. You know, you could see even the manager, you know, Kloppy was a bit upset that he wasn't passing. At what point can you start to to steal the ball I mean, if you don't uh, if you don't pass it and you score, then that's fine. But if you don't pass it and you don't score, then everyone starts to go, oh, "I should have passed it, should have passed it." And obviously, there's a bit of a rivalry there between between Mane and, and Salah. But if it stays healthy, these guys are, are going to bang tons of goals. Yeah, com- um, completely it's gonna agree. All go through Firmino, and he's just going to pull the strings a bit. Who seems totally unselfish and really happy to just play these guys in. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. But I think it's kind of a positive that this has come out. Um, it's definitely been blown up more than what the players probably feel as as these things that. happen. Yeah. But, you know, they've talked about it now. It's been raised. Obviously, they're going to address it when they watch the game back. And I imagine next season, you'll uh, next season, next game, you'll see um, Salah lay one on for Mane. It does feel like it is a season until the international break is finished. Um, just rounding off the game week, though, Everton 3-2 against Wolves. Uh, <laughs> what a shambles that was. Rickelson, though, man, like he's a, he's a bit of a weapon and... You know, a lot of good things being said about <laughs> a lot of bad things being said about Moise Keane, but a lot of good things being said about Moise Keane. I always rated Mourinho as more of a manager than Graham Souness, and Mourinho's out here saying positive things. Graham Souness looks like he's never even seen the dude and is making comments about his character. But um, you know, I I've been saying the start of the season, Everton looked like a well-oiled machine. They could have done with Zaha; it would have given them that just kind of scary edge and push for the top six. But um, yeah, they look like they look like they're starting to gel. Consistent players popping up with goals and assists—that's always a good sign. Yeah, um, they've got some some transfers in. You know, Awobi scored on his prem debut, mm-hmm. um, and, and Delph in there as well. He he made more passes than anyone else in that whole match. Um, so it's nice to see those guys get off to the start. Maybe maybe Everton will be able to do something this year. I mean, the last trophy was the FA Cup in 1995, so. Um, you know, the Liverpool fans really give it to them about that. Um, but, you know, this year they really could do something. Um, so it was nice to see them um, chalk up a win at home against Wolves, who still haven't won a match in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Um, and a couple of couple of the boys bought, you know, um, uh, Wolves players, thinking that these guys are going to do um, a, a bit of a job this season, but still look a bit lacklustre. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen um, in the Wolves camp. And just with that one, finally, the, the kind of max, the, the fixture at the end of the game week that um, 
you know, likes to steal the headlines in a North London derby, but Arsenal getting lucky? No, I don't think it was lucky. I, I think um, I think they showed pretty good character to get back into that, scoring at the right time before uh, before that halftime whistle went. And then um, you, you'd probably have to say the, the better side in the second half. And how fucked are Tottenham if they lose Ericsson? Well, they haven't. They Probably could. I mean, as as moves fallen through to Real Madrid, as reports say, the window's closed now, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. So he's there till January at least. I imagine, you know, unless they can sweet talk him into a new deal, I imagine he'll leave fairly cheaply. Yeah. In Jan. Um. But they, yeah, they are fucked without him. There's no two. Yeah. Ways what what a player. I mean, things don't really seem to happen the same way without him there. Mm. Um. You know, and it's good to see Sun back in action. Um. Now, he could be a good fantasy pickup, but he's 9.5 mil, only 2.5% of people have him. But, man, he looks he looks good when he gets the ball. Yeah. Um, you know. What about, um, I'll throw two names in there for this game. Granite Xhaka, you idiot. Is that a joke? <laughs> is that an actual joke? This is a Premier League footballer that dives in like that on in my opinion, one of the better players in the Premier League, in Son, in the box. What's even worse is he's club captain. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, Koscielny's left, left them in the lurch, and, you know, people are probably wishing it was Xhaka that had left and left them in the lurch for tackling like that. I heard this week, he before he came to Arsenal, he, in the Bundesliga, chalked up the most yellow cards. He's the most booked player in the league. Yeah, that doesn't surprise So he's me. got it in his locker. And I just, I don't know, if I was an Arsenal fan, oh, when you've got Ceballos on the pine, mm. I'd be bringing him on all day. Yeah. Way more talent. Yeah. I know he's not fully integrated yet, but he is twice the player that Xhaka is. Yeah. Xhaka just seems to be a regular staple player in the side, and no one really knows why. But it, it goes to show you're always going to get chances against Arsenal because Xhaka and Luis. They're just always due to make a mistake, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, you just put money on one of them doing something stupid, and we've seen it week on week now with those two boys. Um, but some of the other players with big hair, Gunduzi, how allergic was he in that match? Mate, you took the um, words out of my mouth. He um, not, not only the assist, like that assist is different class, but his general play was brilliant. Um, mm. My only criticism of his, him in the past was um, a lot of balls – Sideways, sideways, not a lot of forward passing, but he shows in this game that he's got it, got it in his locker with that assist. That was literally different class. Yeah, it's a really straight ball to weight that as well as he did is phenomenal. And Aubameyang to get on the end of that again, he's shown his mm. class as well. That that's a lot harder than it looks. What a game! Yeah, Arsenal players could be uh, could be a good pickup. They've, they've got the next twelve rounds. For Arsenal, look relatively easy um, by the difficulty fixture rating standards. They've got United in, in three rounds time, and then it's all sort of lower half of the table. So, if you're looking to pick up some some Arsenal players, um, they could they could return um, in tenfold for you over the next um, sort of ten weeks or so. And on that note, I think it is time that we kind of reference. Uh, well, for me, what was quite an appalling. Uh, week in the fantasy. Let's 
Honestly, I could have sat there and pretended Rashford has scored goals for the last three weeks. My whole team is built around uh, the United team, and I'm absolutely on the cusp of abolishing that. Depending on, obviously, how the players come through at the end of the international break, I'm going to be making some major surgery on my team. Um, it was an interesting um, look at the table. Actually, it started to kind of break into you've either got a game week where you're having a high-scoring uh, good time or you're kind of scrapping around going, damn, all my midfielders scored two points or all my defenders scored three because they conceded goals. Um, I've you know, happily pulled a U-turn and accelerated down the table. No longer am I even in the top 20. Um, but there are some themes. Jess, you're still well and truly in second place consistently, seven points off the pace. James Panton, you are still screaming ahead. What's your secret, Jess? Why are you making uh, us look really bad in short? Um, I brought in Tammy Abraham last week, um, and he got me 13 points. Uh, De Bruyne as well, I've been saying from the start, he's, you know, it was a bargain at 9.5. I think his price has gone up um, to 9.8, but he's in 32% of teams now. Um, you know, Sterling, again, 46% of teams, he didn't do a whole lot, um, but I think everyone had him as captain, and he didn't really return for everyone. Yeah. Um, which is which is kind of safe, um, but you've got to start to think who who are some of the fixtures coming up that where where players could start to get any points now because you're going to start to see some price changes happening, and you won't be able to afford everyone that you'd like. Um, mm. Yeah, I kind of noticed with those in the in the league that I guess the top point scorers they um, are very well equipped with Man City players. Um, there's a lot of people this week that Captain Aguero, so good shout there. Um, but then they also feature Sterling in their lineups and um, and De Bruyne quite often as well. So, um, you know, for the next game week, if it were me, I probably wouldn't be looking to change that a whole heap because I'm pretty sure City go away to um, Norwich. Norwich. So, um, yeah, I reckon you could definitely captain. One of those boys again. I know it's away from home, but hey, it is Man City and they are on fire. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, I'm, you know, looking just at this kind of fixture clusters. United have one hell of it. I mean, they're visiting Arsenal and Liverpool in the next four games, five games. That's not one that you want to look at. City themselves, though, they've got one hell of an easy run, really, don't they? They've got Norwich, Watford, Everton, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Villa, Southampton. You can't really yeah. see them dropping points. Well, every game one. seems like an easy game for them. Yeah. yeah, it really does. I'm about to drop a wild card on my team because I've uh, got battered with injury and red cards. So I think it's time to bring in a couple of City players. Yeah. They'll drop a wildie. Mate, I need to. I've got Laporte out for God knows how long. I've got Ndombele out and I've got Bolly with a, uh, a cheeky red. So he's out for a week or two. Yeah, it's kind of a, 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 a same kind of themes breaking in with the, the people at the top. Uh, of the points for each position. I mean, Vardy, obviously, he's come in and smashed a whole bunch of points in the last game week, but you kind of always expect that. You know, you, you expect 15 to 20 goals from Vardy in the Premier League every season, don't you? It's really just um, the team itself pulling together against certain teams and making sure it all works. Um, what's the what's the go with, I mean, you mentioned, uh, Jess, that Dan James is being kind of summoned in on mass. Who else is being pulled in and kind of mass, and who should we be looking out for to pick up? Um, we've got... Uh, Tammy Abraham, he's still fairly reasonable. Um, you know, he's he's banging in goals. His confidence has been restored. I would highly recommend looking at him. He's uh, around 7.2, 7.3 mark, up yeah. from 7. So he could keep rising. 
Um, you know, we've got other quality strikers who are on 11 and 12, so um, he could be an equivalent. Um, Dan James has, has come in. Everyone is loving a bit of that action. Kevin De Bruyne is still fairly reasonably priced. Um, and and people are looking to Aguero, um, getting rid of, of the likes of Harry Kane, um, who's, you know, everyone's still a little bit on the fence about if he's worth having or not. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with him personally. Um, he's just great at winning penalties. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he's going to... He's going to keep in, in the team for me, but I don't think I can trust him with the captain's armband. It's just that he's going to have to stay with Sterling, I think. Imagine the uproar if Kane was Brazilian. I don't... Goes down way too easy. Yeah, for sure. For a dude who's... Um, he's probably slipping over his saliva as he runs into the box all the time. <laughs> he's... Uh, I mean, on that note, we kind of made some predictions last week. Um, I'm almost scared to... Uh, visit them again knowing that we would have absolutely balls it. I'm actually scared to visit any of mine because I don't think I've got any more than half of them right ever. Um, but Dilt, I don't think any of us did that well. Yeah. What no, we, we all did horrendous, to be honest. So um, I got three out of ten, Scotty three out of ten, Jash two out of ten. Look. Rough week, <laughs> rough week. So you and I lead the pack, Jash. 21 games we've picked so far. Um, and uh, Scotty... Little way back, mate. Work to do. Sixteen points. So it is. It is two weeks, uh, nearly ten days now until the next game. Liverpool Newcastle kicks off. Uh, the next game week. That's a nine thirty kickoff for Australia on Saturday night. Uh, Eleven thirty kickoff for anyone in New Zealand. And do the math if you're somewhere else in the world. Uh, Liverpool Newcastle. Who have you lads got for that one? No question for me. Liverpool will mop the floor with Newcastle. Where yep, Liverpool. Yeah, I can't say. Uh, no to that. I mean, as much as I'd like to say draw, Newcastle have not got it in them to go to Anfield when they're on this kind of run. Um, Liverpool it is all the way. Brighton Burnley, Jish, what do you got? Draw. Draw. I got a draw as well. Are you guys like looking over my shoulder at these or are you No, I just think Burnley Burnley is so well structured. Tough team. Well they'll go away from home and, and sit pretty deep. And I think Brighton won't have the ability to unlock them. I don't really see either team scoring, to be honest. United Leicester. Who have we got, Zill? This is going to be so cold-blooded, eh? Yeah, like, I'm going to do it. I, I think Leicester are going to get that done. They're going to go to Old Trafford and win, you reckon? Yeah. Oh. Jamie Vardy. What do you got, Jesh? Leicester. Goddamn, I'm going to go United. So there's me making up one point on you guys in the uh, overall scheme of things. Sheffield, Southampton... Uh, I'm going Southampton for that one, even though they're away at Sheffield. The Blades look good, and they will be uh, high-priced um, after the Chelsea draw, but Southampton, man, they looked really strong against United with 10 men to keep it out. A little bit of hunger as well. What have you got, Dill? Mate, I'm going to draw for that one. And you, Jesh? I'm going to pick Sheffield to win that. Yeah, nice. Spurs Crystal Palace. Uh, I'm sitting on Spurs pretty comfortably, to be honest, being that they're at home. Yeah, I'll go Spurs, definitely. Yep, Spurs here too. Uh, I would imagine, Jess, you're taking Chelsea over Wolves, as am I. Got to do it. Wolves at home, I'll see a draw there. Uh, Norwich at home to City, coming to visit. <laughs> God. I mean, can we just all go City, that one? Because I cannot see that going Not even going to respond way. to that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I got Everton over Bournemouth. Everton. Bournemouth at home. I'll go draw. Really? Yeah, Bournemouth at home, man. 
terrible away from home. Yeah. Tough place to go. Pitch is really close. I just don't think. Mate, if it was later in the season, I'd go Everton, but I still, where teams are not hitting their peak yet, yeah. I still just don't know if Everton have got enough to, um, I mean, look how shambolic they were. At, yeah, yeah. At, um, I think they were at home against Wolves, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, pretty shambolic there. So I can't see them going away to Bournemouth and, um, and doing too much. So yeah, I'm going to draw. Sweet. Well, I got Arsenal over Watford, Villa over West Ham. What are you lads thinking about the last two? I'm going Arsenal over Watford, but I'm going to go West Ham over Villa. Yep, I'm following Dylan. All right. Well, that makes it pretty simple. Um, we have got obviously ten days uh, until the next episode. We will uh, meet you before that game week and just have a little bit of chat about what's happened over the international break. How you should set your team up. I, in the meantime, am going to go and cut my team apart. I'm actually just looking. Gun to your head, though, guys. Vardy Abraham, bearing in mind that Abraham's about a million cheaper. I really like Abraham. I'm actually really glad he's doing well after being on so many loans. I'm stoked to see him do well. Yeah. Um, and stoked for any Chelsea player to be doing well at Chelsea after coming through the youth system, don't you? I actually back him to um, to carry on this form. What about you? Yeah, Chris? just looking at... I know you've got um, Abraham, so that's kind of a guided question, but it's just say you had a million extra and you could choose... Looking at the fixtures that Leicester have coming up, they've got Man United away, Tottenham at home, Newcastle at home, Liverpool away. So unless you think that he's going to turn up and, and really reward you, uh, Chelsea have an easier run of fixtures. Mm. All right. Well, on that note, uh, Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, as always, you can find us on all podcast listening platforms, Anchor. Uh, .fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Drop a like. Drop a comment uh, if you do have anything you want to chat to us about. Uh, you can join the Everything Football Fantasy League in the description. You can also join Everything Football, the Facebook group, in the description as well. Uh, we'll see you soon.